the invitations are out. The website is up. This is not a drill. Apple Spring 2022 event is a go. And here's what the invitation says. Peak performance. Please join us for a special Apple event broadcasting from Apple Park. Watch it online at apple.com. March 8th, 2022, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And you better believe I will be doing deep dive videos on everything that Apple announces. So hit that subscribe button and bell so you don't miss a thing. Peak performance, but not peak as in a peak, as in the top, as in the highest, but peak as in sneak peak, as in getting a look at something. Performance though, to me, does imply Apple Silicon. It implies everything that has been making Apple's iPhones and iPads originally, but now the Mac as well, just highly differentiated from everything else. And yeah, to me, this says Macs, but more on that in a hot minute. And once again, Apple is using that nostalgic multicolor version of their logo, but not the traditional one and not the one we got last year on the bright white background with the multicolor hello flowing across it at the event. This is dark and it's stressing, it's emphasizing the darker hues on the spectrum and they're radiating out. It says broadcasting from Apple Park, which in and of itself isn't unusual. It's been broadcast from Apple Park since WWDC 2020 when uh, the world started ending, but it does look like it's actually radiating out of it. That's the design. But hopefully this is more than just Apple broadcasting more TV shows. Uh, and I'm not gonna get my hopes up for Apple having a new broadcasting device like a router or anything anytime soon, as much as I might want that. But it just looks like a very safe, very branded, very eye-catching logo design, giving away minimal, minimal amount of information about what we might actually see at the event. Speaking of which, I like to think in terms of those feature charts, the ones that Apple just splashes up at the end of every recent keynote slot. And I'm thinking March, 2022 is probably gonna be really, really close to April, 2021. You know, right after Tim Cook just good mornings us into action, there could be a new iPhone color like last year's purple. And personally, I'm still hoping for orange. Now, there's nothing really to take the AirTag slot this year, not unless Apple wants to talk more about the recent AirTag updates or AirPods Pro 2 already, which there haven't really been any rumors suggesting are at all imminent, at least not yet, but also 24 and 27 inch non-Pro Display XDR, but that might be more of a WWDC thing as well. So maybe it's something else. Most of the reports have centered around a new iPhone SE and iPad Air. Not new as in redesigns or massive leaps forward because both of them just got both of that back in 2020 already, but fairly significant spec bumps. For the iPhone SE 3, the same iPhone 8 era chassis with big brows and beard bezels and home button piercing smack dab in the center, which is not the iPhone 10R style redesign some people have been hoping for, but that's still supposedly another two years out. So for this year, the iPhone SE is reportedly only getting bigger on the inside with an Apple A15 Bionic chipset and Qualcomm's X60 5G modem. And yes, at this point, Apple is just gonna 5G all the things. It's what the carriers want and what future-proofing actually now demands. But it also means better service for people in the outer rims where the older Intel modems just never got or kept a solid signal. And while I'm still kind of worried about just what exactly all that new firepower will do to the already strained battery life in the SE. Apple did just use those exact same parts to give the iPhone 13 mini one hell of a battery boost last fall. So maybe, just maybe, they'll be able to do that again with the SE. And there'll almost certainly be an updated camera system as well, thanks in large part to the updated image signal processor or ISP 
in the A15 with things like photographic styles, maybe even Dolby Vision HDR video. And who knows, Apple figured out monocular depth estimation for static portrait mode last time, so maybe they can do the same with cinematic video this time. Similar, if not exact same for the iPad Air 5, all candy colored shells, though maybe in some fresh new shades of candy, but a 15 Bionic and X60 5G inside. In other words, spec parity with last year's iPad mini update. <laughs> yeah, just tablet piece in our time. And JAWS did manage to pull a whole keynote segment out of the OG iPhone SE announcement back in 2016, but the SE2 just never even had the chance at a shot because 2020. So would the iPhone SE3, could the iPhone SE3 be a big enough update for a keynote? Could the iPad Air 5? And honestly, no, at least not a full one. If anything, the SE3 feels more like what the $329 iPad gets every September. A few minutes on the chip and camera, some software updates, and then a feature chart that feels thin, sort of stretched, like highlights scraped over too much keynote time. And I would love, I would all caps love to be wrong about that, but actually, no, I kind of wouldn't because dispensing with those spec bumps quickly would leave a hell of a lot of time for something a hell of a lot cooler. See, last year we got the 24-inch M1 iMac in all its taste the rainbow of colors and the Mission Improbable M1 iPad Pro. This year, the next iPad Pro refresh sounds more like a fall than a spring fashion. So that could leave two big slots for two big Mac, not... Big Macs, but big updates to Macs. Rumors have been just completely discombobulated about which exact Macs those could be. Previously, a new 27-inch M1 Pro and M1 Max iMac seemed like a lock, like a shoe-in, just perfect symmetry to last spring. But now it's increasingly sounding like that iMac Pro might only be coming in June with WWDC, maybe alongside a preview of the Quad M1 Max Mac Pro. But... M2 Max, M2 Max, which previously sounded like they would take all the way until the fall when Apple finally finished rolling out every single M1 first, now sound like at least one may be incoming as soon as now. And of course, what nerds seem to want most right at this moment is the higher end Mac mini because we got the entry-level M1 back in November of 2020, but nothing even approaching the capabilities of a Pro, not even when the new MacBooks Pro launched last October. And M1 Pro and M1 Max Mac Minis could easily fill a keynote slot, sort of a hybrid of the November 2020 and October 2021 slots, just DNA digivolved together. Because even if the chipset has some recapitulation, like the M1 iMac did last spring, a new design would absolutely warrant that time. And if Apple also announces M2, well, that would warrant a whole spot all on its own, just like M1 and M1 Pro and Max did over the last two years. Then Apple could take them out for a drive in that new ultra low power entry-level M2 MacBook Pro that nobody was expecting to hear about, but is making all the recent rumor rounds. Same exact design as the M1 MacBook Pro, so no need to waste any time on the enclosure, just on the performance, including the ProRes Junior engines that I'm assuming will be carried over from the A15. And if Apple wants to make it a full-on Mac Mini Palooza, an M2 inside that new design as well, with one hexi-major Shyamalan-style plot twist, the same new freshly updated rainbow of consumer colors as well. And that would give us three count countdown-style, ha-ha-ha, <laughs> three more slides with forget thinly scrape, but just jam-packed full of new features. Because I'm not gonna go so far as to say the iPhone SE 2 and iPad Air 5 
by themselves would be boring or shouldn't be in the event because tech Twitter and tech YouTube ennui aside, those will be hugely important products to the vast majority of the mainstream market. You know, the other 90% of humanity. But hot new Apple Silicon, especially with another hot new Mac design, that'll be pretty close to spring perfection. And to hear Apple explain just exactly how all of that silicon works, check out my interview with their VP of chipsets and VP of Mac marketing. And for more on features and product designs, Apple's VP of health, head of privacy, VP of software, and VP of iPhone and AirTag marketing, and so much more, all ad-free, sponsor-free, and extended cuts on Nebula. Also, exclusive and original videos, including my new studio tour series with episode one, camera gear, and episode two, mics and sound, already live, and episode three, lighting, coming soon. Because on Nebula, I have the absolute luxury of making videos that don't have to be optimized for YouTube at all, but where I just know the nerdiest, most hardcore of you will totally love them, all ad-free, sponsor-free, on Nebula, and bundled in for free when you sign up with today's sponsor at curiositystream.com slash Richie or click the link below. And right now, today, because you're watching this video, you can get CuriosityStream on sale for 26% off, less than 15 bucks a year, less than the price of a USB-C dongle for the whole entire year. And that includes their thousands of amazing documentaries and series, including a whole section on technology that goes deep into not just the science, but the ethics of everything we're so busy racing to invent. It is the absolute best way to support educational creators directly and the best damn deal in streaming today. For over 26% off CuriosityStream, less than 15 bucks a year, and Nebula bundled in for free, just click the button on the screen or go to curiositystream.com slash Richie. Clicking on that button really helps out the channel, and so does hitting up this playlist for more on every new product Apple has coming our way this year. So hit up that playlist, and I'll see you in the next video.